0: Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on merely role players, we improvise stories to entertain ourselves and you, the audience at home. And we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This is the first act of our first Main House production. The Main House is where we stage ongoing serial stories with characters and plots that develop and unfold over several productions. We're opening the Main House with Vigil. This is the story of the outsiders and weirdos who step up to defend their neighbours from monsters and worse, after the government cuts their town's official team of paranormal investigators. To tell this story, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. Playtime is our first Vigil production, and there will be more to come. If you're joining us for the first time, you've picked the right episode. This is the start of a brand new story, and you don't need to be caught up on anything else we've produced to get into it. In fact, every one of our productions tells a complete story, so if you enjoy this one and you want to try something else we've done, just find any episode with Act 1 in the title, and you'll be able to jump in there. We'll release a new act of playtime every other week, and to keep you going through the weeks in between, we'll release backstage episodes that give you a peek behind the scenes, so stay tuned for one of those next week. For now, though... Please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil, a merely role player's main house production. Playtime, act one of five. Let's meet the players for this first Vigil adventure.
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Vicky. I am playing uh, Renko, first name redacted, um, (laughs) whose character uh, playbook is The Flake. I'm Ellie. I am playing Persephone Byron, The Exile.
2: I'm Dave. I'm playing Mick, The Mundane. Uh, Hi, my name's Alex. I am playing Graham, The Summoned
0: very cool can't wait to get to know all these characters uh, this is the first time you the audience are hearing of these characters all of us have been living with them for a few m- weeks or months now so it's great that we're finally going to see them in action everybody excited
1: yes very yes, much so really yes. Excited. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. excellent well before we dive into the story there is one bit of pre-game admin that we need to do vicky you have a role that you make at the start of a mystery if you so wish
1: oh we do let's do it what yeah a roll before we've done anything? I know, right? <laughs> I love rolling the dice, so this was an <laughs> ideal move for me. Is this that the cause... only
2: reason why you took this, this particular oh, playbook? Almost definitely. So this is
1: my connect the dots
0: is it, move. Yeah. <gasps> this is connect the dots. At the beginning of each mystery, if you look for the wider patterns that current events might be part of, roll plus sharp.
1: Ooh. So roll
0: plus sharp, please. So
1: my sharp is plus two.
0: So we're rolling two six-sided dice.
1: That is a six, seven, eight.
0: Okay. Nice. Uh, hold one. So, uh, you have a point that you can spend at any point yep. in today's mystery to ask me various questions about things being connected to wider conspiracies
1: and that kind of thing. Sweet. Wow. I'm excited already. So, you should be. Thank you for remembering. I would not. i would not remembered. I had to do that. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank goodness you're here. OK. Hey,
0: this is none of us have played this game before. Exact, Not this exact game anyway, Uh, so there is going to be some learning, but I think we can do it. I believe in us. We
1: can. (laughs) Yeah, we can do this.
0: So, shall we begin? Yes, please. Let's raise the curtain on Vigil, our main house production. The rain is falling relentlessly on the town of Sheridan. It runs along the cobbles of the cobbled historic main market street, and it rustles through the leaves of the ancient Rosebrier forest, and it falls on a van. On the outside of the van, it says, mixed bricks. Dave, do you wanna give us any more details about the van?
3: Oh, well, it's just white. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, but but importantly,
3: how dirty is the van? Um, well, since the rain's hitting it, it's probably looking all right at the moment. <laughs> Doesn't sound good, though.
1: Does it have a ladder on the roof?
3: Um, yeah, it's got a ladder on the roof, and the back is probably full of tools and stuff and paint, and it's just bumping along, I guess. <laughs> and in the cab driving
0: is Mick, and in the passenger seat is Renko. Uh, do you want to give some brief descriptions of those two people for our audience?
3: Um, I've probably just come off a job, so um, <laughs> I've got uh, white overalls on and I'm a human man. <laughs> <laughs> what, sort, what, sort, what sort of age and build are we looking at? You know, I work outside and I work with tours a lot, so pretty built, not not super buff, Like doesn't go to the gym, doesn't really look after himself, and probably late 30s.
0: Okay, and uh, in the passenger seat, Renko? Uh,
1: So Renko is, in theory, a professional, but uh, never quite manages to turn out like one. Uh, She is a woman in her sort of mid-ish 30s, mid-late 30s, wearing a suit that's definitely seen better days, a pair of sunglasses, even though it's raining, and, yeah, she has a a badge in her top pocket that... um, shows her uh, in theory professional status as a uh, agent of doom so is, is this what we're
0: yeah yeah so the the department of omissions officially abbreviated the doom. do yeah less formally abbreviated doom, doom. yes and uh, renko is navigating because renko uh, renko knows that something is going to happen somewhere in town tonight not sure what but something significant is gonna happen. How do you think Renko has worked this out?
1: Um, so Renko is definitely a bit of a research nut and likes to um, follow the sort of leads and patterns of various mysteries and to try and like connect those dots together. And I think that before she's ended up in the position to be posted in down on this kind of furlough from the agency, She spent quite a lot of time looking through the archives there and found some documentation that just didn't quite add up, but when she was able to sort of piece those pieces together, it seemed to suggest that something was going to happen in Sherrydown on this rough, like on this day at this rough time in this rough location. Um, So that's a mystery that someone like Renko is definitely going to investigate. And is probably also a little bit a part of the motivator for her wanting to make sure that she was going to stay in Sherrydown, even though the agency was withdrawing.
0: Yeah, even though the the rest of her unit has been disbanded. Are you just uh, giving directions, Renko, or are you? Uh, is there a conversation going on between Renko and Mick?
3: Yeah, I think Mick could be having a bit of a moan. <laughs> Ren, I mean, why, we could have gone. If you'd said we were just coming to the library, I could have gone on the normal roads. Why did you make me come through all the market cobbled? This van is not designed for this.
1: Uh, Well, you know, I just thought that this would be the better way to get here. Well, You know, I don't know what to tell you.
3: Well, it's been, you could have just, we've come to the library quite a lot. I do do know the way here. I could have just driven us here.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, I just, I thought this would be the best way and I wanted to make sure that we weren't being followed.
3: Okay, well, as long as the cobbles haven't um, ruffled your suit too much
1: rolling her eyes (sighs) your van will be absolutely fine Meg. look we're here now
0: so where is this significant event going to take place
4: yeah is it somewhere public or or not i feel like it could be the library yeah yeah that makes sense uh so sheridan
0: library is a is a funny structure uh the main main building uh is pretty old dates back to at least victorian times maybe older and attached to it is this extra wing in a completely different style that is actually bigger than the main library itself Mm -hmm. uh, and has uh, kind of weird gargoyles and things carved over the windows. But it's to the main building uh,
3: that you draw up in the mixed bricks van. Do you need an umbrella? Actually, I've got another set of overalls in the back if you want to throw those over to get into the library so you don't get wet.
1: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're just going to... Let's just go.
3: So the two of you head into the library.
0: This section of the library, where it's the main building and not the weird extra wing... (laughs) looks like a kind of a like a, a modern small town library it has lots of kind of modularly built shelves uh, they have lots of copies of harry potter mm-hmm. uh, and like research books for local students and that kind of thing there's a counter where the librarian sits they also have like newly installed electronic machines for checking out books it has like one of those scratchy slightly greenish carpets wall to wall Where do they get those things from? No, no idea. Posters on the walls encouraging kids to read, uh, that kind of thing. A little soft play area in one corner. And uh, Mick and Renko enter wet from the rain. And I think Renko's intuition and research is good. And you're not
2: in the library for very long before something happens.
4: Stuff shakes. The shaking, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've seen enough films with with this sort of event occurring. The needs there needs to be some sort of paper and debris flying around first. I
4: I imagine as well that there's it's raining, but now there's also thunder and lightning. Yeah. Um, And some of the I reckon at first it seems really quiet in the library, but then some shelves just start like shaking. But it's quite localised, like it's only a few sets of shelves and the shaking intensifies and then books start falling off of shelves and yeah, maybe some loose papers get dislodged and suddenly it feels like the wind is picking up somehow. Yeah, but bit inside inside the, inside, the yes. library where all the doors and windows are shut. Uh, and the
0: librarian, Mrs McGrew, gets up from <laughs> behind the counter and says, close that door, you're
1: letting in a draft. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone else in the library?
0: I think just Mrs
1: McGrew at this point. Uh, So I think my first job is going to be to try and evacuate her from the building. Sure. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go up to uh, Mrs McGrew and say... We think the building has become unstable. Me and Mick are here to check it out, uh, but we're going to need for you to just evacuate. If your car's in the car park or you can pop to the cafe next door while we get this sorted, um,
4: we've got it under control. Uh, Sure, yeah, let's roll charm for that. I got a plus one for charm. I feel like Mrs McGrew has seen some shit. Oh, (laughs) you bet she has. I feel like she and I are both
1: buying into a lie to keep ourselves comfortable, do you (laughs) know what I mean? Like where she's like, it's probably not really that,
4: and I'm like, well, obviously you know it's not really that, but...
2: Equally, I can't be bothered with this it's yeah. really clocking off time like
4: either the library staff has a really high turnover because stuff keeps yeah. going weird and people keep leaving yeah. or it's this one woman who's just like I'm just gonna turn a blind eye yeah. to all of the well, things I think that she's probably paid quite well because she's probably
1: but paid weirdly well because I think she's paid by the local council but also she gets some kind of stipend from Calisteria softbinding <laughs> yeah, for like managing his collection 100% yeah. so you know she just lets some stuff go so I'm rolling. I'm rolling charm, which is a plus one. Yep. Uh, so that's not great. That's a five
0: uh, in total. You get to mark some experience. You do mark experience. Yes. Young lady. <laughs> I
1: hate being young lady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is not gonna go well. Young lady, I was not born yesterday. <laughs> I can see that something else is going on and structurally unsound goodness you can't come in here with young mick and tell me that the place is unstable and she's basically just gonna like tie you up at the reception desk
3: haranguing you while this continues to happen behind you um i'm gonna run back to the van Uh grab my sledgehammer and just run straight in towards wherever the most vibration's happening okay ren stay there oh jesus
1: christ (laughs) i've got this oh good grief
3: We've got lightning, we've
0: got wind, we've got shelves rattling and nearly falling over. Uh, How does the situation come to a
4: head? Like four big bookcases just collapse in on each other (laughs) and create a pile of books. Uh And it just all stops shuddering.
0: The storm seems to break. You can still hear it raining outside, uh, but the thunder and lightning dissipates the library, in fact, becomes slightly brighter as the sun comes through the clouds a little, and there is only the sound of Mrs. McGrew haranguing Renko, uh, and the sound of uh,
3: the rustling sound of books in the pile slightly shifting here and there i back uh, Mrs McGrew don't, don't worry about it it's just those those bookcases have fallen down you know if, you, if you're if you going to get shoddy workmen in to do your bookcases I'll do them next time these are old ones and I'll start shifting through them trying to put them back up we couldn't afford you Mick <laughs> <laughs> Mick's so pricey
1: and he's in demand you know
3: so, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll come in for a quote to fix this but I'll, I'll put them up right for you don't worry so Mick starts to push bookcases back up right again
4: mm-hmm uh, the books start moving, and it, there's clearly a person beneath the pile of books. Yeah, I think I'm going
1: to turn and draw my weapon and Ooh. level it on the pile. Because I don't know what's...
4: I mean, I have an idea, but better safe than sorry. Yep. So I'm, I, Percy, yeah. am fighting my way through the books to... Yep. Get get to
0: fresh air and a standing position so uh what do mick renko and mrs mcgrew see who who do they see emerging from the books
4: they see a now slightly disheveled (laughs) woman uh they don't know this yet but i'm 30 years old (laughs) (laughs) with long dark hair pulled back in a bun and and a, a long obviously long dark gown on essentially with striking blue eyes and a tense mouth, and a heavy frown, and uh, a bow and arrow. <laughs> what? Correct.
3: Uh, why didn't you say you had you had someone else in here? This this actor's doing some stage reading of
4: <laughs>
1: Mick, Dickens or something. Will you be something. quiet for one minute?
2: <laughs> Dickens. <laughs>
1: uh, and I think Renko just uh, yeah keeps the gun trained on this new person and says, "Lower the weapon, put it on the ground,
4: and identify yourself." Lower your weapon, put your weapon on the ground and identify yourself.
1: And I'm going to say this is our library in our town. Just tell us
4: who you are and everything's going to be fine. I assume this is Sheridan. Correct. Then this is my town. It appears we're at an impasse.
0: Persephone. Yes. It is becoming rapidly clear to you that this is not the year 1666 as Mm. planned. What's going through
4: your head? Oh, I'm panicking. (laughs) And I think while I'm saying all of these things, I am looking fairly wildly around trying to take in as much information as possible Mm. about where I am and who these people might be. And also assessing like routes of escape. Like you can recognize some familiar objects like books look like books but
0: like the covers look strange and more colorful than you're used to and where are the leather boards and all that kind of stuff yeah um and obviously like all the posters and everything look very strange the the electronic equipment for checking out books you do not recognize at all Mm -hmm. um although with your engineering mind you can potentially sort of start to try and work it out but Mm -hmm. lots of unfamiliar things and somebody pointing something at you that is sort of the shape of a gun but like doesn't look like any Mm -hmm. gun that you've seen yeah. Oh, and a man with a sledgehammer.
4: <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah.
0: Pushing up shelves.
4: I think I can tell by the roof that it's the library, because that won't have changed. So that's recognisable. So I now know I'm in Sheridan Library.
0: I think Mrs McGrew diffuses the situation by nice. getting in between <laughs> the two the two weapon-brandishing women. <laughs> Put those down, both of you. Quiet in the library for a start.
2: <laughs> first things first.
0: I knew you'd get in trouble for that.
4: Young lady, are you all right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I am. And i lower my bow. Yeah, and I'll put my
1: my my gun up and just like slowly put it back in its holster and just leave my hand close by, mm. but I'm gonna accidentally
3: knock one of the bookcases over <laughs> I'm gonna have to make a huge crash Perfect. to break the tension. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll come over now. Right, I'm coming over. Who, who are you? Have you told us your name?
4: Um, would one of you be so kind as to tell me the today's date?
3: Um, it is not the year you were hoping.
4: Ah. Yes, okay. I don't say okay. Yes. <laughs> good. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem good. What year did you think it was? Okay, I just start pacing and muttering. <laughs>
1: Mick, why don't you just uh, take Mrs. McGrew over there to just take a look at those shelves that look a little bit unstable and maybe you can give her a quote for the work?
3: Oh, yeah, I'd love to give a quote for the work. Come on over here, Mrs. McGrew. Let's go and look at the other shelves. <laughs> Have you got any other unstable? I'm going to go and shake all of your shelves. Is it okay? Do you want to come and watch me shake your shelves? I know when I'm being pulled out of the way, young Mick. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs>
4: If I've ever shot, then we should supposed to go back, but if we go back, then I'm not sure I can actually fix it, so there's going to be... Oh, It'll be absolutely going with I don't understand what we're going to be Um, best. okay, <sighs> let's, but let's...
1: still here, so the world's still here. Let's start, start do again. Do. So, sorry? Let's, let's, let's start fresh. Yes? The fact that you've asked me what year it is suggests to me that you were not in this
4: year when you began your journey. That is accurate. It's good to meet... An intelligent person who will no doubt be able to help me fix this up quick smart. No problem. Yeah. Um, what, year, what year have you come from? Well, before I disclose further information, I need to know your affiliations. I work for an organisation um, that handles
1: situations l- like this. So I, I, I think I would be able to help. And I show, I show Percy the badge. I grab the badge
4: <laughs> and trace my fingers along it. Ah, perfect. Good, good. Maybe maybe the plan hasn't gone so wrong after all. After all, the world's still here, isn't it? <laughs> yes, good. And yeah, that's not concerning all at all. All fine. Yeah. Um, right, well, I've come from the year 1852 and uh, wasn't aiming for this area at all. Um was actually aiming for the 1600s. So... oh, that's quite the detour. Yes, yeah, so well, there's quite a lot going on. And we weren't quite ready for a trip, but here we are anyway. And I need to, uh, I suppose, work out how to get back, because this is... Uh, <laughs> yes, I need to do some calculations.
1: Okay. um, You know what? Let's get you somewhere safe and get you a, a hot drink and maybe some regular... Clothes from the current era, and um, then see where we're at. How does that
4: sound? Replace that hot drink with a cold, strong one, and you have a deal.
0: (laughs) All right, lovies. It's Matt, your compere, just taking the chance to say hi to you all in the interval. Check you're enjoying the show refill your gin and tonic, that sort of thing. If you've joined us before, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us while we were closed. I hope you like what we've done with the place. We've actually been working on our grand reopening since around March. The last thing I did before going into the UK's first coronavirus lockdown was have a big whole company video call to work out what we wanted the podcast to be from this point on. So you may have been waiting a few weeks, but we've been waiting months to share this with you. Halloween felt like the right time for it, though. It's right for the kind of story Vigil is, plus we needed a few weeks off the stage to get things ready, plus it was around Halloween when we first launched Merely Roleplayers three years ago in 2017. You could say the omens were auspicious. Speaking of auspicious timing, Merely Roleplayers is nominated for an Audioverse award, and you have until this Friday the 30th of October To vote us onto the final ballot. This has been a big year for us. We spent our first three years sort of throwing balls in the air, and then in Deja Vu, our last production before the break, we tried to catch as many of those balls as we could, and I think we caught more than anybody could have expected us to. So if you liked any of the productions before Deja Vu, when we were chucking balls at our future selves, or if you enjoyed us flailing and getting bonked on the head by falling balls in Deja Vu itself, It'd be just lovely if you could go to audioverseawards.net before Friday and give us your vote. Right now, there's a long list of nominees in each category, and the 10 that get the most votes in each category go through to the final round. So give yourself 10 or 15 minutes. You'll have to pick your top 10 favourites in every award category. It's a bit involved, which means we're extra appreciative of anyone who makes the effort. You'll find us under Improvised Production. Now, before I go call beginners for this next scene, Sheridan Town Council has asked me to read a brief message. Sheridan is twinned with Whispering Pines, the not-so-ordinary summer camp for those hazy days and chilled summer nights. Campers laughing, fireflies glowing, campfires crackling long into the night, and a gaunt, cruel monstrosity forever hiding just out of sight, always asking what do you do next? You can find out more about Whispering Pines, and meet some of its eccentric camp counsellors, in the upcoming Sleepaway One-Shot on What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, available on the What Am I Rolling website, and wherever you find podcasts. Thank you. Now, please take your seats once again in the main house, as we raise the curtain on Vigil, playtime Act one of five I would like to shift the scene to a, a little uh, maybe a couple of weeks after that. Alex, why don't you tell us uh, where, where does Graham conduct his business?
2: Uh, mostly um, in front of a computer mm-hmm. that um, has been... He's basically been given a desk. It's in a corner, slightly removed from everyone. Just, just off slightly where people don't have to look at him so much. Um, so you'll, you'll most likely find him at his computer, working up a storm on Excel, <laughs> doing all sorts of really cool stuff. On Excel. Getting Excel to do things that it's
0: not designed
2: to do. Oh, absolutely, but it still works. (laughs) It still works, but it's slightly, slightly off-kilter Excel shenanigans.
0: Can you describe this person sitting at this computer and potentially describe his uh, noticeably fancy and and nice office chair as well.
2: It's a lovely office chair. It's um, completely compliant with any sort of um, DSE sort of regulations, which means it's got an adjustable lumbar, um, <laughs> adjustable armrests, it can it's he hasn't got a footrest he's he's relatively tall, so he doesn't need that. But the person <laughs> occupying this lovely chair it, it which, seems like... which
0: some of the people in the office jokingly yeah. refer to as Graham's
2: throne. Mm. As only as only I ever ever really sit in it. Um, it's, it's got a slightly more ornate look to the most most other office chairs. And it's specifically adjusted for you, so And it's specifically adjusted for you. No one else can sit in it. Yeah, otherwise it would be completely redundant. Mm-hmm. Um So the the person that you see sitting in the chair is of slightly above average height, aging but also slightly ageless. You look at him and go, possibly elderly? Not sure. (laughs) Um, But very dappily dressed, wearing shirt, waistcoat, trousers, no shoes, shirt garters. Always got a very sort of fancy looking cigarette on the go. But as, as we've as been explained before, no one ever really sees him light them or deposit the ash anywhere. <laughs> um, so no one's really understood what's going on uh, 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 regarding that. And everyone's just too polite to say, you're not allowed to smoke in the office. Because they don't ever really stink up the place. They just seem to sort of exist in and around his sort of general environment. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's 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 who you see. He's also always got uh, a straw boater, just a, a, about his person. Never wears it, but it's either attached by a, by a, sw- a small carabiner to his belt, or uh, or just on a on the back of his his chair slash throne, or on his desk, um, wow. like an ornament. Sure, a portable ornament. <laughs> he also wears a, a lovely tie as well, that's held in place with a little tie clip. So quite sort of. He'd be very well turned out sort of gentleman as long as you look at him straight on trying to look at him straight on right now Mick is sitting
0: across mm-hmm. from Graham getting his uh, the report of how his taxes are looking this year.
2: Well I've done very well haven't I <laughs> i I think I think you've you've done slightly... uh mm done so, better than all right. <laughs> you, you've you've done you've done okay. Um, some of the things that you've tried to claim tax back on are mildly baffling. <laughs> you are aware that all people need to eat, so you can't just. Keep well, yeah, claiming but, those sandwiches. But um, when I'm on on the job, that's working, isn't it? So well, everyone, everyone, everyone I'm told needs to eat. <laughs> so and as as a, a, a human, um, then then you also need to eat. So you, you, you're not allowed to to claim for food. Now, what if we called it something different? Uh,
3: what, what do you mean? I don't know. Like we call it like a sustenance pouch that I have to have every day.
2: Sustenance pouch. Um, would that be in any way related to the work that you do? Is it is something that's specific to being well, a painter, I mean, decorator, bricklayer, all-round sort of... I think it's fair to say I couldn't do my work if I didn't have the sustenance pouch. Right. Oh, what about other, other people in your industry? Do they, do they have a similar sustenance pouch? Probably, I don't know if they claim it on their expenses. There, I might to, I'll, I'll, I'll chat to my mates and find mm, out. What's I'm, going I'm, I might need to do a bit of digging myself as well. But certainly, yes, you can claim all the petrol that you've used um, for your for your van. That's absolutely fine. I think as as this conversation is happening, Mick is sort of leaping backwards and forwards through
0: all the printouts that Graham's given him of this this tax paperwork. And Mick, it's just there's just something about the paperwork that is just weird. You,
3: you 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 seem to be looking a little bit confused there, Mick. Well the old guy used to just give me a list. It was just a list of things and and then numbers next to them. This thing is very decorative for taxes. <laughs> ah, I see. Is it the fact that it's circular? Yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> right. I haven't Sorry, seen paper okay. What printer do you use?
2: <laughs> I use a printer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> certainly, yes. The printer I use is completely normal in every way. Uh, it just happens to so work better for me in a circular way. Like a clock, it makes sense. Like yes, a... yes, <laughs> it is like Time a clock. Time is like a circle. It is, and so are taxes. <laughs> right. It, uh, d- d- death and taxes. There's, there's the circle of taxes. Now, who do there's we give these to, on Graham? Because I don't think anyone's going to accept these
3: when we hand them in. Kay? You'd be surprised. Make your phone rings. Hello. Mick's bricks. <laughs> you want bricks? I'm Mick. <laughs>
2: Mick
3: it Sandy. Oh, hi Sandy. You you sound quite tense. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. I
0: don't think it's are you busy
3: at the moment? Uh no, I'm i ju- I'm just looking at my taxes. I I could do with a break actually. What what do you need? Do you
0: mind um just hopping in
4: your van, heading over to the school and picking up Pippa?
3: Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, is this, I mean, it's it's not normal time to be picking someone up, is that? No, I got a I got a very hurried call from um,
0: from Mr. Longridge at the school, uh, the safe, head of safeguarding, um, saying something's happened in Pippa's class, um, and they're 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 calling all of the parents to try and try and take the children home, um, but I'm I'm still at work and I can't get off, um, and.
3: Joe's uh, out of town. Okay. Yeah. No, no worries, Sandy. Leave it with me. I'll um. I'll give you. A, I'll just give you a text when i when I've got it. Thank you. Thank
0: you.
3: Uh, Asap, please. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll head now and I'll put the phone down and tell Graham I'm off. Uh, Graham, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. take this printout with me um, to have a look over. Um, you get on it with the um, sandwiches situation, mm-hmm. and I'll chat to my friends. And uh, I'll see you soon. Quick. Quick question. Was that Sandy?
2: That was Sandy. That was one of your siblings. Yes, my sister. Right, great. And how many? How many siblings is that, <laughs> that you have got in total? Two. You've got two, is it that you know, Sandy and the other ones? The other ones, Craig. Craig, <laughs> Sandy and Craig. Yes, yes, perfect. Say hi. I mean, to you Sandy do you do me. Craig's
3: taxes as well. You do know Craig. Yes, I, I struggle <laughs> with names. Um, and they yes. are hard. I get it. All yeah. right, Graham. Lovely as always. <laughs> Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm going to uh, walk out backwards through the door, <laughs> holding my circular print out. Bye, Mick.
0: <laughs> what do you think Renko and Percy are up to? Are you together?
1: I wonder if we just spent quite a lot of time poring over some of, like, the historical records, because if we were considering trying to find a way to get you back to where you came Mm. from, we probably would have spent some time trying to figure out if the machine still exists, what happened to it, what happened after you left. And like, I obviously managed to piece together some information to figure out that you were going to arrive. So I probably would be sharing that information with you at this point. And uh, and that probably is in the the archives that we have.
0: You've been in this time for a couple of weeks. Yes. You've sort of had enough time to get used to the fact that it definitely is 20 that's right yeah um and to get at least some of the lie of the land so you're doing sort of library research yeah i think so
4: introduced th- persephone to the internet yet yeah oh yes oh, yes yeah. <laughs> yeah i reckon i pick up computers pretty quick <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, you would you have the um this is the like the fruition of a dream that yeah, yeah. your half sister had about how the world could be, right? Like it's incredible to see it fully formed and functional. Pretty just at a table with lots of books and the computer yeah. and everything else. And Mrs.
0: McGrew is at the desk as usual and also uh bustling around the library is uh Polly Holt, who is a local Student who uh, volunteers at the library as part of a qualification that she's working towards, mm. and sometimes helps out Renko and Co. as a kind of research mm. right. assistant type person. Okay. Right, that's good to know.
1: Oh, hey, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think I found. I think I found something. These are some. These are some records from like a few a few years after, and it's not a lead on the psychic, but I'm seeing a family surname related to like Byron's and Lovelace popping up over and over again. And then at this point, if you look at those, you were looking at some marriage records, I think. Yes. I think I've seen it somewhere before.
4: Okay. Uh, uh, what what
1: year? Um, could you look at the year uh, just like 1978?
4: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, I'm seeing that surname... Here, yes. a woman, yes, marrying a man who's got my—that's your surname. That's my surname. That's that is my mum and dad. That's my mum. That's my mum and dad.
4: Am I missing something? Did you did you just want to look up your parents' marriage record? No, no. I think
1: I think there's a connection here between your family, yes, and my family. No, no. no. no I, think oh, I think there is. I think there is. We need to do some other checks to confirm it, but I think. I think we might be related.
4: Oh, well, as they say, it is a small world. <laughs> well, especially if you, you know, never, never leave town. Well, I mean, I'm not actually from this town, so I would take no blame for this. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice. It doesn't really mean anything, though, does it? Does it? I don't know. That might mean something. Maybe. Do you have any documents that your family have asked you to keep hold of that uh, you haven't for some reason until now <laughs> mentioned well i've got i've got a few different um, bits and pieces uh, i've
1: got a slightly complicated family history because uh, there are quite a lot of questions that are unanswered and i've been looking for those answers for quite a long time since
4: i since i was a teenager really so well i can certainly sympathize on having a complicated family background yeah. Yeah. You've
0: had a you've had a real good news bad news situation because good news the world was not destroyed mm-hmm. uh, as you thought it might be bad news your half your beloved half sister Ada Lovelace died the day after you left 1852 yeah, oh, oh no.
4: yeah. Hmm. which is potentially why we can't find anything like clues and whatnot because you didn't have time yeah. to leave any maybe yeah.
1: so yeah I think hopefully more research we uncover some more missing pieces to this puzzle but yeah what i'm seeing here i think yeah i think i think we might i think we might be related
0: even if there's no like immediate outcome from Mm. it it definitely feeds into renko's general feeling of everything's connected and definitely validates your decision to like go to that place at that time like it just makes you feel like yes i was really on the right track with that
1: yeah and i think i'm following i have my whole life been following a very specific thread and now like some other threads are starting to feed into that as well i'm starting to wonder if there is like an even broader connection that i hadn't seen before
4: well terribly complicated we should work out exactly what that relationship is shouldn't we yeah let's get the post-it notes
0: Sheridan Primary School is, uh, it has a, a, like a two-story brick main building, which is kind of the original building. And then uh, out the back of it is this sprawl of one-story buildings that some of them are properly put up and some of them are like temporary buildings that have never been taken down. There's a concrete quad, there's a a football field at the back. Mick, as soon as you get to the school and kind of check in at the reception, you're hustled through the main building and out into the sprawl of one-stories and into a classroom where your niece Pippa's class, or about half of the class, are. uh, You're sort of stopped in the corridor by Harold Longridge, the head of safeguarding at Sheridan Primary, who is a slightly below average height uh man with really good hair and like a big bushy well kept beard as well the the whole mane he looks a bit lion like uh with a like mane of chestnut hair
3: ah oh, uh Mick
0: um you here for Pipper uh
3: yeah yeah, that's right sir um Sandy just gave me a call i uh, she told me just come and pick her up as quick as I could, so I've just driven over and they just just they put me straight into the into the classroom good um
0: yes the uh they're, all the children are a little bit excitable um, at the moment, um, but yes. Yeah, so we thought it was it was best to get them all get them all sent home. Um, they, they've they they've had a bit of an experience. It seems we're still trying to work out exactly what.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, kids kids uh, get excited all the time. It's odd for you to call us to come and take them home. What else has happened?
0: Why don't you roll Investigate a Mystery? So roll plus sharp, I believe that is. I'm not very sharp, but I've rolled a 12. (laughs)
2: First
0: 12. Very nice. Nicely done. All right, so there's a list of questions
3: uh, under Investigate a Mystery. You are going to get to ask two. Um, Yeah, so I mean, my first question kind of still stands, like, what happened?
0: You know uh, 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 Mr. Spencer? Um, and yes, Mick, you do know Mr Spencer. Uh, he's a long-standing, long-serving teacher here at Sheridan Primary, mm-hmm. known as a bit of a disciplinarian, like doesn't have much time for kids' games, which is a great attitude for somebody who works in a primary <laughs> school. Yes. Well, um, M- Mr Spencer is uh, missing. We're not quite sure under under what circumstances, um, and his uh, his... The, the 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 newly qualified teacher that he was mentoring, um, Wendy, uh, she's in the hospital, um, and uh, whatever it was that happened uh, happened in front of the class at playtime. Um, but they were the only witnesses, and they they're all um, their their stories are a little bit muddled, and, and we're still trying to get to the bottom of, of exactly what happened. But but the the basics of it are um, yes, Mr. Spencer has disappeared uh, and wendy is uh, injured uh, and in the hospital and it happened in front of the children
3: at, at playtime outside or in oh no kind of like in a, it's a wet still raining it's, it's hammering just down.
0: this this rain they, the children have been stuck inside every playtime for the last two weeks has been has been in inside in the classroom and um so yes the, uh, it, they were there for playtime and um everybody heard uh First, all of the children scream or shriek something, um, and then heard uh, Wendy scream, uh, and they found Wendy in the corridor, and, uh, but Mr. Spencer was, was nowhere to be seen. There was just um, there was a great deal of blood uh, on the carpet in the classroom, um, and we're not sure how much of it is Wendy's
3: um, and how much of it might, be,
0: might have been Mr.
3: Spencer's, or, or, or we just don't know what happened. Okay, well, it sounds like I need to um, need to pick pick Pepper up. She's probably going to be quite quite upset. So, um, if you let me just just jump in and grab her, that'd be great.
0: Please, yes, that's 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 what we, that's why we why we activated the phone tree.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess I go into the classroom and, and, and take Pepper out and give her a big hug. Yep. Um, uh, what, what's your what's your niece Pippa, like? Um, quite quiet. Nice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. A she's good, not, like, a, a, good like a kid. Tear away kid. Yeah. yeah to this, is, this is a class of roughly six-year-olds. Yeah. Um. So. So. Yeah. Just kind of gets on with what she's told. Doesn't yeah. really cause cause problems. Yeah. Um, um, when you go into the classroom to pick her up, all of
0: the kids are quite subdued. They're all kind of sitting sitting on the tables and on the chairs and dangling their legs. And some of them are sort of talking in like whispering to each other in little groups. Uh, there's a couple of teachers in there taking care of them. Pippa is on her own sitting on the edge of a desk.
3: Um, I'll wander over and um pick her up and give her a cuddle. Hey Pip, how 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 are you doing? It was scary. Yeah, um, the, your teacher hasn't told me much about what happened, but but it's going to be all right now. You know, I'm I'm here. We'll we'll get you home. Thanks. Um, do you want Nick. to come and have a ride in the van? I, Ooh, know you, yeah. I know you like the van. Yeah, yeah. In the front. In the front. <laughs> yeah, you can go in the front if you want. You can go in the back and rattle around with the paint as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kids love getting to go in the van.
3: <laughs> um, if if you don't mind, Pip, on the way, can you can you just try and tell me tell me what what you saw?
0: I'll try.
3: So Pip, um, I know, I know it's probably pretty scary, but what um, can you can you tell me what what you saw? Yeah. All, all I know is that one of your teachers has uh, has disappeared.
0: Mr. Spencer came in while we were playing a game, and and started shouting at us, and we we all shouted at, at him as well because he wasn't playing the game, and then uh, uh, he
3: got et by a shark. Um. In the game. Yeah. Got hit in in the game. He got at by a shark.
0: Yeah, and, and really. This has been Vigil, a main house production from merely role players. It stars Dave as Mick, Vicky as Renko, Ellie Pitkin as Persephone Byron, and Alex Pankhurst as Graham. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alex Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing this episode. We were playing Monster of the Week. A role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production, in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!